my life. We start the music when I start talking? No. Thank you. Please help me welcome Reverend Garrett Bova. Good morning, guys. You guys take a seat. Awesome stuff. Guys, pray with me. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your love over each of us, knowing that in Christ we have been set free. In Christ we have just direct access to you all of the time. So, Father, we just praise you. We thank you, Father, for your presence here this morning. As we receive your word, Father, I pray for words to speak, and I pray, Father, for the discernment of the Holy Spirit to work in every single one of the hearers that are not only just here but listening in. Father, I pray that you bless them just so mightily with your word that there is another another levels, deeper levels for them to go with you, Father, uh, as you have shown me, and I just praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. We praise you. Holy are you, Father. You are just so good. You're so beautiful. The whole earth is filled with your glory, Father. And we are so thankful to be vessels of your light and of your love here. So thank you, Father, for training us, teaching us, developing us, encouraging us, comforting us with your words, and just straight loving us with your words. So, Father, we give this morning to you. Father, without you here, present with us, without that, Father, our time is useless. We can't discern the things you want us to discern, Father. We can't learn those things without you teaching us. For as you spoke earlier today, that this is a walk with you personally. So, Father, teach us that here this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Man, it has been... um, it has been a, a really wonderful past couple of weeks for me. Um, God has been working a lot of things on my heart, and I, I want to, it, my, my heart is to just help you get there too. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about, I thought the, word, the, the Lord gave me this word uh, progression. Um, progression. And this is a couple weeks ago. And just personally, I, I want to, who believes that w- he wants us to continue to develop <laughs> in Christ? Who believes he wants us to continue to evolve, to mature more in Christ? Raise your hand. Who believes he wants you to go from glory to glory, as he explains in Second Corinthians? And so, I was thinking about my walk, and I, I want to have more faith. I want that to increase every day. 
I want more love to increase in me every day. I want to have more trust in him every day. I want more of his glory to shine through me every day. There is this progression in my walk with Christ that I know he wants. I know he, like, he, he, he just so wants us to just continue to grow. And it was great. I was, uh, it was, he gave me this word progression, and he, uh, just a couple weeks ago, he led me to um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. <clears throat> and uh, it says, but the path of the righteous is like the dawn, the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. I want to shine brighter and brighter each and every day. It's interesting. You know how I talk about, you know, work your Bible. Have a, have a hard Bible. Work it. Work it. Um, take notes in here. Underline things. Highlight things that he's working on your heart. Well, I have a study Bible, and I have columns on the left and the right where I can write things. And next to this verse that he led me to, it was like last year that I put in the, the, the column there, he gave me the word progression. And so I wrote the word progression. And he reminded me that when I looked at that, that he wants progression from me. And I have a question that I wrote to myself in that column. I said, are you shining brighter today? Are you shining brighter today? Say, I want to have more trust in him today than I did last year. And this is like the sweetest thing. This is such an adventurous walk with him. It is such a journey. He wants us to see more of him. He wants us to shine brighter. Not just for our sake, but for everyone else's sake. And the only way to shine brighter is to be in more of his presence. He is the light. Like Moses, when he went up to talk with God, he came down from the mountain and his face was lit. So much to the fact that he had to put a veil over it. Like he just was spending time with God. And so I ask myself, and and everyone's going to ask, I I want you to ask yourself this. uh, What does that look like for you? Where is the Lord encouraging you to grow? Where is he encouraging you to make progress in your walk? And I'm not talking about just like good, righteous deeds, like sign up to serve next Sunday. Maybe that is, but that's not really where I'm going. Um, for me, I will tell you, and, and I believe, because this is a message he's put on my heart to share this morning, it's presence with him. Are you seeking more of his presence today than you did yesterday? That's the only way we're going to shine bright. That's the only way we can shine bright, is if we are in his presence because of my own self, the, the, the cool things, the good works, the nice words, it's nothing if it's not coming from him. Absolutely nothing. Seeking his presence. Progression in his presence. I want to go to, uh, to Psalm 84. This is a... Uh, this is, uh, a great psalm, and, and, and it's the heart cry of the psalmist to be in the, 
in the, in the dwelling place, in the presence of God. It's his heart, just wants to be there. So I'm going to read this. Uh, how lovely is, do you have Bibles? Let's get there. 84, verse 1. All right. How lovely is your dwelling place, or, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. I want my heart and my soul to long for the courts, to long for the presence of the Lord, to be in that place with him. Verse three, even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, They make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. In verse five, when it says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, their heart are the highways to Zion. This is a man and a woman whose heart is literally on pilgrimage to God. The heart is not set on things of the world. His heart is set on the Father. It's set on the presence of God. And it says, even though they go through the Valley of Baca, the Valley of Baca was this valley of tears. It was a very dry land, very difficult valley to travel through. It says, even though I go through that, you make it a place of early rain. It also covers it with pools. And it says, those that travel through that, because their heart is on pilgrimage to you, they actually go from strength to strength. One who's on pilgrimage, one who is on pilgrimage, is on a journey, would start off in strength and then get weary and tired and grow faint as the journey progressed. But not those, not us, whose heart is fixed on God, whose heart is completely aligned with him and the things of this world just... Our our heart's not there. Our heart is to him. And even though we go through difficult, trying times, we literally go from strength to strength. We go stronger in our faith. This is that progression I'm talking about. This is what he desires. He desires us to have a heart just fixed on him. Verse eight, O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. A day in your presence, the courts of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the dwelling place of the Lord. One day there is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. So he's saying I would rather choose the most, the, the most lowly position around you than to dwell in the most luxurious place of those that do not seek you. For the Lord 
God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. So this psalm, it's, 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 it's the heart of the psalmist to say, I want you, I want you, I want your presence, dwelling in your courts, dwelling in your presence. And so this is an area of progression that I feel he's calling each of us into. He's encouraging us into, to enjoy his presence, to seek his presence out more. But see, we have to understand the importance of it. There are many, because if you don't understand the importance of being in his presence, you're not going to seek after it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. I so firmly believe that there's so much more for us in his presence to experience. So much more. I believe there's levels and degrees of his presence that he wants us to experience. When we... When I talk about experience, I'm also talking about feelings. He gave us feelings. He created us with those things. And I believe he also wants to work through those things as he reveals more of himself to to each of us individually. See, I know the way that the enemy works. I've come to understand this. Every temptation that the enemy brings is to bring you away from God. Every temptation is a counterfeit of what is truly available with God. So along these lines, I think about experiences that we have that uh, are sin. Sin is missing the mark. Sin is uh, taking you away from the presence of God. And I think about these experiences in life that, that we choose by way of temptation to have a, quote, feeling on. I'll say alcohol, I'll say drugs, I'll say sex, premarital sex. I'll say money, striving for promotion, success. All those things give us feelings. And, we, and the world goes after those things because they're, they're enjoyable. The feeling is an enjoyable feeling. And I believe that they're, all those things, they're just, they're counterfeits to the feeling that he wants to give us when we are in his presence. Not that we only just seek a feeling. I'm not talking about that, and I hope we're hearing me correctly. We are to seek him, but with it, I want us to expect feelings. A beautiful experience with him. So, I'll just, I'll just say this, like the, um, the past maybe a month or so, I, I've, been, I've been in social settings where, you know, alcohol is around and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't ever drink, but in these settings with this being top of mind, I, I've, I've chosen to say to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to choose to be present with you. I'm going to choose your presence right now with an expectation that 
whatever this alcohol can do for me, bring it looser lips, more confidence, a good feeling, a buzz, whatever that would bring, I believe that what you can bring is going to be better. So if I can get drunk on alcohol and have a good feeling in the moment, I believe what you can do, I believe that's counterfeit, and I believe what you can do is so much better than that. And so having that mindset and that expectation that he is going to give you that, that you can actually feel that, that you can feel more confident. The joys and the pleasures of sex I believe what he can do is just even more for you in that realm. The great feeling you have when you you get success or promotion, you're honored among people for striving. I believe what he can do for you in, 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 in a tangible way for you to feel it, his presence is so much greater than that. And so that's what I'm after, and I believe that's what he wants us to be after too. I'm after experiencing more of him. Tangible, like, like a, a real feeling. I want to look at um, Moses, Exodus 33. Does that make sense, what I just said? Sometimes I think we... Don't get me wrong, the word is so beautiful and it is, it is everything. The word will lead us to him and it will lead us, once we're with him, there is an experience to obtain. There's a, an experience for us to feel. I think sometimes we have discarded that. It's like we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. We don't come to him just for a selfish feeling. I'm not talking about that. We come to him because he is our creator. He is the one who is worthy of every breath that we take, every action that we bring forth, all mental energy. He is the God who has created us with everything that we have. We come to him and we worship him because he is worthy. (laughs) We worship him because of who he is. So we come into that place of worship with him, not to receive something though, but he is a God who is so gracious, so generous to us, to just pour into us. So let's look at Moses. Moses sees the importance of the presence of the Lord. And I want to read this in in chapter uh, 33. The Lord said to Moses, depart Go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your offspring, I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Parasites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people." Okay, so what God is telling Moses, he's like, all right, get up, and I want you to go. You're going to go obtain this land that I'm going to promise you. And actually, I'm going to send an angel to go before you. 
How many of you, if, if God came to you and spoke to you and said, all right, what I want you guys to do is I want you to pack up, pack up your bags. I've got some land for you to obtain. Take your whole family, and you know what? I'm even going to send an angel to just clear the way for you so you can just obtain this land. Go. How many would be like, oh, let's go. <laughs> I'm in, Lord. Yes, yes. Not Moses, though. Not Moses. Verse, I want to skip down to verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, see you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways so that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us? So that we are a distinct I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. How great is it that God gives Moses this promise, and he pleads with the Lord. He says, look, if your presence isn't coming, I'm not going. No presence, no go. The presence of God in the heart of Moses was exalted above the promise, exalted above and greater priority than the, the blessing, the presence. And I love what he says. He says, how are they to know that we are a distinct people, that we are going to be different than every other people on the face of the earth? Is it not with your going with us? And I want to propose the same thing, that when, when we walk with the Lord, when he comes with us, when we host his presence, that we look different. We look different in this world. There's a difference between having the spirit of Christ in you, being a born again believer, and having the presence of God with you. Because I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people that have the Holy Spirit in them, but they do not look like a distinct people. They, they just look like everybody else. And when I am not hosting his presence, when I am not with him, I'm going to look just like everybody else. He commands us to seek his presence. And the word presence and face are the same thing. Some of us have heard, seek the face of the Lord. Psalm 105.4, it says, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. It's an ongoing thing. Like I said, deeper levels for us to experience of his presence are available to us. This is an encouragement. In Psalm 27, he says, for you have said, seek my face. And David says, my heart says to you, God, your face, Lord, I do seek. What is your heart saying? What does your heart say? Does your heart say, Lord, 
my heart does seek you. Your face, your presence, I do seek. He's talking about his presence. The word is great for us to be trained in. But there's an element of his presence that he wants us to enter into. It's not either or. It's both. I want to look at Isaiah 61 with you. Uh, in the year that 61, or excuse me, Isaiah 6, 1, um, this, is, uh, this is just good. Isaiah, Isaiah comes into the presence of the Lord, and, and we're going to see it here. He gets this vision. Isaiah 6, 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken from the had taken with tongues from the altar and touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am. Send me. And he said, Go. And say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. And it continues. When, like Isaiah, when we come into the presence of the Lord, (laughs) it reveals where you're at. It reveals where your heart is. Because you see his beauty, you see how perfect and how holy and magnificent he is. And the coordinates of your heart is put on full display. You get to see exactly where you're at in, in accordance to where he's at. Like Isaiah, he said, woe is me, I am lost. Some versions say, I'm undone. How I'm a man of unclean lips. He immediately goes into his sin and just how far off he is from the holy of holies, the holy one. I'm undone. And it's so beautiful that immediately after that, God brings and ministers to him a way for his sins and his guilt to be atoned for. See, when we come into the presence of God, I want I don't want to feel lost. I don't want to feel lost. I want to feel at home with him. I want to stand before him in his presence. I'm not talking about when Christ returns. I'm talking about now. I want to stand in his presence. And he wants us to stand in his presence where we feel at home. Where there is no sin that separates us and him. We don't feel undone. 
because we stand before him in the precious blood of Christ Jesus. We stand before him in Christ, pure, without spot or blemish. We stand so pure before him, knowing that there is no sin that separates us. I want to feel at home in that way. I don't want to feel undone. But if you do, if you do, if you come into the presence of the Lord, he will reveal where you're at. He will reveal how far off you are. And there's an opportunity for repentance there. There's an opportunity of repentance for you to recognize and to confess where you're far off, where you have strayed, where you have separated yourself from him because of your sin. There's repentance, and then immediately following, there is an atonement for your sins, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. So your guilt, your condemnation is gone. So now you stand before him pure. And this can happen literally in a moment in your head. You close your eyes. You envision you're standing at the throne before the king. And you realize where you're at. And you recognize perhaps sin. You repent. And you realize that you've been washed clean by the blood of Christ. And then comes the moment where you have the opportunity to say yes. The opportunity where your heart can acknowledge yes. He wants the yes of your heart. He wants you to say, here I am. That's the yes. Because now you're able to hear more of God's voice and you have the opportunity to now say yes. You have the opportunity to say, I am available. Here I am. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I know I'm prepared. You have my yes. And then immediately following that, he gives you a commission to go. You're worthy, you're equipped, and I can promise you he's not gonna send you out empty-handed. But it comes from starting in the presence with him, being there with him. He wants the yes of your heart. He has made that available to us through Christ. That we can go not only with authority, but also with power out to the people. We can speak words of God. We can bring light to this world. We can bring revelation to people. We can bring proper words and very sharp words of encouragement and comfort to people that need them. Why? Because we've come from the place with him. We've come from that place with him. And being in that place is something that there's progression in. There's more and more and more and more and more. Recently, I've just, I've been, I've been learning to love him with all of my heart, with all of my mind, and with all of my strength. So I'm stopping myself before I leave a room, before I go at work, before I leave my office to go meet somebody. I just take that moment to breathe in, to look up and to use my imagination where I can align my heart with him. Just to get to that place where I'm, I'm aligned. I'm not running a thousand miles a minute in my head. My thoughts aren't here and there. I'm not tossed around by feelings. 
But I breathe in, I breathe him in. I know he's so readily available. I seek him out with my presence and my conscience. And I say, let's go. I'm here. I'm here, Lord. Let's go. Let's go. And then I step out. Do that in the kitchen. Do that in my room. Do that at the gym. More and more moments of seeking out his presence, stopping everything and saying, it is your heart, it is you that I want, it's your presence that my heart longs for, and I'm here. I'm here, and let's go. This is what he wants. This is what he wants. I've been, I've been hearing this phrase, I, I got this um, a couple weeks ago, and It's go get it and come back with it. Go get it and come back with it. Think about Moses. He went up to the mount, got the words of God, and he came back down with the glory on his face. He went up, he went and got it, and he came back with it to the people. I think about Isaiah. He went into the presence of the Lord, went and got it, and he came back to the people with it. Think about Jesus. I think about our Lord when he went to the presence of God. First stop the cross. Death died for our sins. God raised him up three days later. He ascends to the Father, getting that Holy Spirit, and then comes back with it for us. Jesus 16, or John 16, 7 says, he's telling his uh, apostles, he says, disciples, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I believe God wants us to come into his presence so that we can go give it. Go get it with him so we can come back with it for his people. For the people we meet, for our family, for our kids. He wants us to be in his presence, to receive his love, to receive his light, so that we can then go give it. It's not just for us to enjoy the presence, but it's for the sake of others. And it's so beautiful to see his hand at work. But it starts with his presence. Being in that place with him. It's a constant state of worship. Seeking a constant state of worship with him. Does that make sense? Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Give him the yes of your heart. Give him the yes of your heart. Expect him to work with you. Expect to feel him in a different way as you read the word, as he teaches you things throughout the day. Expect his presence on you. 
Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence and how it is available to us. We just praise you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who has has allowed us such a grace to come into your presence, that has given us such beautiful freedom that we can stand before you with confidence knowing that our sins have been atoned for, that they have been paid for. We are free before you. We don't need to hide ourselves from you. We don't need to hide certain areas of our heart from you. Father, I thank you for taking us deeper. I thank you, Father, for working in the hearts of the hearers to align them with the truth that you want to teach them. Father, we praise you for the more. Just praise you, Father, for the more that we can be a people who expect more of you to be manifested all over us and all over other people as we enjoy your presence, Father. We thank you We thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.